Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. Happy Friday here on 37 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. It is Thursday, but it's National Friday around the world. You didn't know that, did you? Explain just a little bit. French fries. Ah, that's right. Our place is giving away free French fries today. I know that the Golden Arches are. Oh, wow. So I might have to make a stop on my way out of work today. The lines are going to be ridiculous. They're going to be crazy because those are delicious French fries. But again, happy National Fry, French Fry Day from us here at 93.7 The Ticket. Welcome into the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. Join us on the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, make sure to check out the podcasts on anywhere that you get podcasts, Amazon, Apple, I don't know what the Android Spotify. one is, Spotify, I don't know, does Android just have a dedicated po- podcast I don't, spot? I don't think so, it would be like a Google something, but they don't Google, have like a Google, Google podcast. podcast, they don't have that. Whatever so. it is. Uh, the Ticket Water Cooler is sponsored by the Guardians of Freedom Air Show. That will be going on, and I'll make sure I get these. I had it pulled up, and then I, I lost it, so let me make sure that I pull this up. But again, you guys can join in, be a part of the show, 93, or join, be a part of the show. Words are hard today. Hanum Lincoln Hotline, Starter Hammond Text Line, 402-464-5685. I'm all over the place. Rico, are you okay? I'm fine. You got a colorful shirt on today. Thank you, thank you. I do need to give you the shirt rating of the day. Oh, yeah, you do. Explain it, please. It um, is. What it was, so it so looks like this Burt is Kreischer. from the Burt Kreischer Fully Loaded uh, Comedy Festival that okay. was here a couple weeks ago out at PBA. And uh, no, it's just one of the shirts from that. It's a tie dye. It's got like a this beer, comedy festival, a beer can that's spilling that says uh, "Comedy Festival" in the in the liquid. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the tie dye. I've never really it, had it, a tie dye shirt. If it was a solid color, maybe like a. See, here's the thing: you could do. Like a black shirt, I do have a black one of the the same festival, but then I, it's not the same. See, I like I would love the the red print. You would have to change Burt Kreischer's name to to Probably white. White. Yep. And then you could make. I think that would look ten times better. I'd give. I'll it, wear the other one tomorrow. I'll give it a simply because of the tie dye a six point five. I'll take that. Which isn't bad. I I just. I, I don't know. Did you ever go through like a tie dye phase? No, never have. Never. I, this is I didn't like either. I said. This is. I think this is the only tie dye shirt that I own. I feel like people go through some of these tie dye phases where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go home. and We're gonna make tie dye shirts." I feel like a lot of people made tie dye. Like it was. That you know, was a thing for a while. I don't know if with it's the rubber still bands, is. the white yep. shirts, and then you just yep. you know put the water with the. Color, I, ne- I never actually made it. I think I made one in college, oh, but I didn't, I didn't go through a, like somebody else was making them. I think we had like a. An event, mm. and we all made tie-dye shirts. But gotcha. as I said earlier, anyway. the Ticket Water Cooler is sponsored by the Guardians of Freedom Air Show. Coming to Lincoln's Air Park August 26th and 27th. For more details on the air show, go to lincolnairshow.com. Nick, what's up? how are you? I'm doing well. Um, doing doing actually really well. 
Uh, glad it's not a torrential rainfall today. Um, although the grass is, is extremely green, though, everywhere in Lincoln. And in July, you're not necessarily used to it. The drought hey, is over. Haymarket Park, by the way, uh, we're going to be out there Saturday night for the Salt Dogs game. Uh, it's the 93.7 The Ticket evening at the Salt Dogs game. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you come on out. We have tickets to give away. We will give away tickets uh, the rest of the day, actually, on every single show. Yeah. So stick around. We'll find it. We'll, we'll get you Salt Dogs tickets for Saturday night's game. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Uh, at Haymarket Park. But I was going to say. We can ask whatever questions when, we want. When you get there, take note of the grass and the field. You're a big grass guy. Well, the the baseball field, Haymarket Park and the crew does an exceptional job manicuring it and keeping keeping it nice and orderly and which I mean a lot of places do, but Haymarket Park and the crew has won awards in the last few oh, yeah. years and so for their turf management and things like that. So what I would say is take note of how good it looks. Part of it's because of the rain, but part of it's also because of the the great job that they do out there. But I, I mean, you're not used to seeing it maybe this green in July. Really? And it is it is a, a vibrant green color. They they just posted a picture of it. I can't remember if it was the Salt Dogs or if or if actually like Haymarket Park's Twitter account posted it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. But it looks I mean the the gra- the the field looks in pristine condition. It's beautiful. Really? So you are like I said, you're a big grass guy, big baseball field grass guy, but Okay, so the first thing I wanted to get to, we kind of mentioned it yesterday, but didn't really get to it. The Big 12 had their media days yeah. yesterday. I'm not going to talk about the musical guest or whatever that they keep talking about. Is it, you think it's going to be Scotty McCreary? No, you think definitely not. No, big musical It's going to be a country guy. Hmm. Check, check the, uh, make sure there's no YouTube tabs pulled up. Nope. I've got Are we just getting a little bit of I've got the text line. sundial interference potentially? I'll go. I'll go listen. So? Check it out. Okay. I I got nothing else on here. I've got audition open, and that's okay. A little weird. We've got a, a couple technical issues going on the airwaves right now. Uh, we apologize for that. But if you join our stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, you'll be able to hear us. Hopefully, with no issues. Yeah. So definitely join the stream. Uh, join the stream. We're having some some technical difficulties with our with our FM signal. I don't know. Is the sun out? Is it sunspots? I'm not sure if it's sunspots. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on. But join our stream. As you guys know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, and Allo Channel 951. We'll yeah. go ahead and uh, send out a tweet as well. Yeah, tell that. all your friends who might be who you think might be listening to 93.7 The Ticket. And also just tell your friends to listen to 93.7 The Ticket because we are here and we are having a blast. And we will give you a lot of sports knowledge from all day pretty much. So as I anyway, was talking Big about, 12 media Big 12 days. media days, uh, the, an athletic article by Sam Conn Jr. talking about the Texas Longhorns and the Big 12, Oklahoma and Texas, this is their final year in the Big 12 before they make their move to the SEC. And uh, I was listening to national radio yesterday and they were talking about how important it is for Oklahoma or Texas or both possibly to be in the Big 12 championship game and for at least one of them to win it or at least have very successful seasons in their final year in the Big 12 because you don't want to go into a much harder conference in the SEC with negative momentum. If Oklahoma has another season like they did last year, if Texas has you know, an ending to the season or, or a whole season like the end of their season last season and then go into the SEC on a down note, 
that's not going to be good for either program. They are national brands, but if they go in under 500 to again a harder conference, how is that going to how is that going to affect their recruiting? How is that going to affect their branding and and well, and what have you? Because again, Texas and Oklahoma again, national brands, Texas hasn't won the Big 12 since 2009. Well, so I I, I would I would I would pause a little bit on worrying about the brand. I'm uh, not and, really worried and about the recruiting, brand. recruiting going into the SEC. I think the SEC is is a big enough pull, right? I, we see, um, and obviously geographical location, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, especially Texas, in, in the hotbed of of the southern states that is is really rich in recruiting talent. I, I think there's an opportunity here to where they go. Listen, the Big Twelve. Uh, well, I mean. They want to show that they're superior still, obviously, because mm-hmm. that could be very awkward if if Texas and Oklahoma end up finishing middle of the pack and some new guys on the block say UCF and 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 then obviously an an old old friend of Kansas State right there like they finish at the top again, then you're sitting there going, man, th- these these two teams that were ruling the Big Twelve conference. And always at the top under Bob Stoops, under Lincoln Riley, and and prior, you know, under Mac, Mac Brown, Brown, obviously. Now, like, oh, how the mighty have fallen, and now they're just joining the SEC. Mm-hmm. I think for college football, you want Texas and Oklahoma to be good, and with in saying that, you want for college football. There's going to be a lot of storylines around Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC next year. And if they're able to have a high quality season, I'm not saying necessarily playoff or bust, but if they find themselves in the New Year's Six Bowl, one of the schools do, mm-hmm. then they're going to be able to go into the SEC next year. And the narrative is going to be can they take the next step in the SEC and be one of the top teams in that conference? If they're sitting there at the end of the season, like you said, if, if Oklahoma and Texas are middle of the pack, and even if it isn't one of the new kids on the block, if TCU, uh, well, I guess wouldn't repeat as Big 12 champions, if Kansas State repeated, or if TCU won the Big 12 and Oklahoma and Texas are, are even, you know, third, fourth, whatever, um, just right outside of the top two to playing for that, for that Big 12 championship, it's going to be a little awkward going into the SEC just because, like you said, they used to be the cream of the crop in this conference. They were the top dogs. I mean, Texas has their own network, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. And they go into the SEC on, on a sour note. It's it's obviously still going to be a massive deal to get those two teams in the SEC, but it's going to fall a little flat in that first year unless, again, Texas does play Alabama this season in Tuscaloosa. I guess if they do get that win, that would set them up for, for a pretty nice, you know, return trip or return play uh, at some point. I don't remember uh, their 2024 schedule with their release, if they ended up playing Alabama or not. But if they're able to take down Alabama and SEC juggernaut before even entering the SEC, that would be a nice feather in their cap before joining that new conference. But how it's just, I believe that it's super important for one or both teams to, to be in the big 12 championship at least. And especially if, a Cincinnati, a UCF, a, since, uh, a BYU, uh, Houston ends up competing for a Big 12 title in year one. Here's what's interesting. So looking at, and this comes from Vegas Insider, the, the win totals for every school. TCU comes in at seven and a half wins this season, over under seven and a half wins. Same as Kansas State, 
um, who who I believe I read in Phil Steele's magazine, Kansas State returns 119 total games played on their offensive line. Throughout all five of their guys, they've played in a total of 119 college football games. So there's experience there. Now they do have to replace uh, Deuce Vaughn in their backfield. But then also, and Adrian Martinez isn't there, but you also saw what Will Howard, their quarterback, who's Mm going to be this season, saw what he was capable of doing in the Big 12 championship game and in the times that Adrian either got hurt or was just taken out of the game. Was that best case scenario for Kansas State? Having Adrian Martinez play as well as he did when he could, but also he's he's often injured well, and weird. get in and get injured. You never want to see anybody get injured. But was that best case for them that he was injured and Will Howard was able to slide in pretty seamlessly and and lead Kansas State into so many big wins? I'm not saying it was it was the okay good good case or you know best case scenario. Now, if you've kind of watched Kansas State football in the last few years. You would know Will Howard's been there. I believe he's about to go into his fourth year. Um, he's going to be a redshirt junior after, or after the, you know, into this year. And last year, so he, I, I just looked up his stats: sixteen hundred plus passing yards, fifteen touchdowns, four interceptions for the quarterback from Pennsylvania, six foot five, two hundred thirty-five pounds. But he's also played a lot of the backup role for Skylar Thompson mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and, and Skylar Thompson ended up being a seventh-round pick to the Dolphins. But there were times when Skylar Thompson would go down that Will Howard would come in and you saw something similar. And prior to Adrian Martinez transferring there last year, I thought, okay, Will Howard's going to step in, and, and he's he's played significant roles before. In 2020, he had almost 1,200 passing yards and eight touchdown to, uh, throws. In 2021, had a little bit less um and, and completed, he's completed over fifty-five percent of his passes every single year that he's been, um, or I should say, seen time on the field. So back to the win totals, though. So Kansas State and TCU are both at seven and a half wins. Texas and Oklahoma are at each nine and a half. I mean that that's pretty that's pretty steep. They're all for, they're for, always up there. They're always up there. What and about what? we we've talked about Texas's like quarterback room, but they lose Bajan Robinson, big blow, which is a it's a it's a big loss for them because what Bajan Robinson only not only gave them in the running game but also the receiving game out of the backfield was was pretty big as well. But they still have Xavier Worthy on the on the on the on the edge and a couple quarterbacks in Malik Murphy and Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. I don't think Arch Manning's in that discussion yet. I don't think Arch plays this season. So I I don't know. I don't know if I see double-digit wins for Texas or Oklahoma. Um, Which, if you had to choose one right now... Texas. Texas in the Big 12 championship game? Oh, in the Big 12 championship like, game? Not, not winning it, but which one of these two makes it? If, you had to, if it had to be one of them, which one makes it in your eyes? Well, this is where we can look up a quick schedule here. Texas has the harder schedule. Texas does have the harder schedule. I want to look up Oklahoma's here. Really quickly here. Oklahoma plays the newcomers. Yeah, I, I knew they. I, I think they travel to UCF at because one point. they don't now with fourteen teams in the league. Texas. Now with fourteen teams in the league, they can't play every team once. Yeah. Like that was kind of their thing when they got down to. Um, That's right. What, however many teams they they would play every they they would play everybody, and that was how they were like you know this is how you truly decide a champion. Everybody plays everybody, and the top two teams go to the Big Twelve Championship game and play each other. You can't do that this year with fourteen teams. So I, I believe that Oklahoma plays all four of the newcomers, but I know that Texas has a harder schedule. Um, 
at least in the conference. I, I probably overall because yeah. you do have Alabama so, in the non-con. So this is this is how Texas's schedule lines up. Um, they have to go, as you mentioned, Rico. They open up with Rice against Luke McCaffrey, Brant Banks, and JT Daniels. Don't forget JT Daniels is at Rice now. It's a lot of big names. A lot of big names <laughs> just at Rice, unfortunately. So Shout Rice out to the Owls. Rice will travel to Austin first week of the of the year. That game's actually going to be broadcasted on Fox at two thirty p.m. Uh, Central Time. Then they go to Alabama the second week, mm-hmm. host Wyoming, and then travel. To their their road games in the Big Twelve are Baylor, Houston, TCU, and Iowa State. Their home mm-hmm. games you in never, the, is the Iowa State one late in the year. Yes, <sighs> Saturday no second to last week. You got to come up to Ames in November, November eighteenth. Oh, um, Oklahoma cool. or my excuse birthday. me, their home games. Are Kansas, Oklahoma? Well, Oklahoma's in a neutral site. Yeah. Um, Kansas, BYU, and mm. Texas Tech. Texas Tech is getting a lot of love. Have you noticed that preseason ranked twentieth? Joey McGuire, the head coach, was actually up in Lincoln two yeah, days ago, there. before Big Twelve, Big Twelve media days, visiting his son. Now Oklahoma lines up like this, M- much more favorable, especially in the non-con because you don't have Big Bad Alabama. Uh, you open up with Arkansas State at home, SMU at home, and then travel to Tulsa. Mm, uh, no. I was going to say that's a tough one, but it's not Tulsa, Tulane. Yeah, it's not Tulane. I always so get those two mixed up. It's Tulsa. Then it's you face the newcomer on the road, Cincinnati, home against Iowa State. Well, they travel to Cincinnati. To oh, Cincinnati. That's buddy. their that's their first Big Twelve game. Oh, buddy. Uh, UCF is at home down in Norman. You have to travel to Kansas and to Stillwater as well as BYU. I would not say, in terms of Big 12, I think Oklahoma has a, has a little bit of a tougher draw. You have to travel You have to travel to Cincinnati, obviously Texas on a neutral site. Mm-hmm. You have to travel to Kansas, which is not a cakewalk anymore. You have to travel to in-state foe Oklahoma State. And travel to BYU. So I would still, I still say Oklahoma has an easier schedule, but in terms of road games, that's tough. And then after you come back from BYU, you play TCU in the final game of the year at home. Depending so, on how TCU is, they are the they are the defending runner up, runner up in both the conference and the yeah, playoff. Yeah, I keep for they were in the playoff and they didn't win. The, I keep forgetting, or I keep wanting to say they're defending they, conference champions, but they're not. Yeah, they did not, um, and they definitely did not win the national title game either. They are the defending so. second best team in the Big Twelve, even though they only lost one game. Um, but you don't know how good they're going to be. They're, they lost a lot. By the way, Nebraska's odds on uh, Vegas Insider six and a half over under six and a half wins. Either they get six or they get more and they go to the moon. <laughs> Nebraska to the moon. To the moon. I don't know what I would take there. Once again, Texas A&M's at seven and a half. Texas is A&M is never I, – I don't know what to do with A&M. Indiana's at three and a half. Alabama was the one that was getting disrespected, What weren't they? What are they at, ten? Nine? Ten and a half. Yeah, no, that's good. Normally it's like eleven and a half. Well, I mean, you got to think they're going to lose at least one. To Georgia. If Georgia, Georgia. Georgia is oh, at 11 play, and a half. They don't play Georgia this year. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia is at 11 and a half. I don't know. Alabama loses somebody they're not supposed to lose to. It just happens. I, don't I, know hope, I hope Georgia, they can't go undefeated again. Please. Georgia? Yeah, please don't. They're going to probably go undefeated again. Please don't. You're listening to Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. We come back. NFL running backs, LeBron not retiring. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm.